Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Speaking of harness racing, Izzy, we know New Zealand bloodstock is where winning begins, and it's important to remember that they dominate the standard bred breeding code as well as the thoroughbred. Currently, the standard bred sale is going on down in Christchurch after a very strong showing up at Karaka. The numbers have been promising across the board, and Cam Bray, well, he is the main man pushing it all along for New Zealand bloodstock on the standard bred front, and he'll be looking to finish with a bang today. But before we get into that, Cam... Self-assured, what a get. Oh, a huge get for you, Blake, isn't it? It's, it's sensational. Sensational. He um he can pace, can't he? It's, was he was he sold via New Zealand Bloodstock or was that was that done differently? Uh it, it, it wouldn't have been by New Zealand Bloodstock, it would have been before they entered into it. Um and I couldn't confirm or deny. I'm not hundred percent sure, mate. Um I haven't I haven't got the records back that far, but uh, you know, you've got the you're probably one of the favourite paces you would think going into it at this stage. Beautiful. That's what we want to hear. Anyway, mate, what I, what I wanted to talk to you about this morning was this uh, standard bread sale you've had going because, uh, look, as far as I can tell from afar, it's been booming and there's been some serious lots and, you know, we expect the flashy money throwing around for the thoroughbreds, but uh, lots of high 200s or mid 200,000s for some lovely looking betters delights and other sorts of horses. So if you can just give us your first synopsis of how the sale's gone first, um, yeah, what's it been like on the front line? Yeah, well, we came off a very strong sale in Auckland, as you guys alluded to earlier on. It was uh, it's huge. It's a good sale up there. You know, it's only 134 lots and, and, and probably some of the best pedigrees in the world. We came to Christchurch for the first day, which we have a little wee sale of about 60 trotters. Um, so that's sort of their own separate gate. Uh, it's a little bit of an acquired taste to a lot of people. So that was a that was a little bit disappointing. Um, the clearance rate was back a little bit in bits and pieces. But then yesterday, uh, well, we we're back to the paces, and um, you know it was huge. We, you know our aggregate for yesterday's session year on year is up close to a million dollars. Uh, average up from forty four thousand to fifty one. Um, you know the median's up to thirty five from thirty one. The clearance rate is seventy seven percent. So you know any bloodstock sale around the world, you could clear seventy cent. 77% through the ring, you're going pretty good. 
as you hear, mate. Um, was that was that because um, Stonewall Stud were just splashing money and buying pretty much everything? Were they out there just <laughs> flaunting it all yeah, and, and putting it, you know, pretty much no, taking it all? up and about. No, definitely up and about. Stonewall up and about. And he's hard to hit off when he wants to buy. Um, <laughs> but, like, I think the, the, the couple of things, um, good cults, are, uh, you know, they can, they can earn you a lot of money. Um, and... and the opportunities for these horses are getting greater and greater all the time, um, especially when you end up with you know new races like the racing, but some pieces coming on. Um, and and this this year we have a very limited number of bidders' delights um, for whatever reason it being, um, and, and it's just increased their value tenfold. You know. Yeah, beautiful. I've just been doing a little bit of reading and and just getting a bit of understanding that Christchurch has been flying, and I saw Stonewall started just been splashing the money. But what what what's your take on on this year? What do you have a a little inkling because it's fascinating that in a time where there's a COVID pandemic and things that happen, you think people will be saving money, but everyone is splashing money and then out there spending it. Is it just the caliber of horses on offer that that's why you're having so much success? And are you expecting the same today? Well, I, I think it's two things, um, mate. I reckon a lot of it is people. So we, we sort of work on a lot of discretionary income, you know, um, and people can't travel. Um, you know, they've bought the Sparple, they've bought the Audi. Uh, Want to come buy a racehorse? Um, and, and and the other thing is, I think our, our industry is breeding industry is slowly uh, contracting. Um, so we're having smaller numbers. The demand for racehorses, so guys that are buying horses, getting them to trial level, and they, and they can perform. They're worth a hell of a lot of money as a racehorse. So we think just a number of um, factors are all sort of lining up for it to be a great result for us all, you know. It's a great point on the um, the tr- like the resale of or breaking them in, getting them to the races, showing that maybe racing once or twice or taking them to the trials and then shipping them offshore. We've had some staggering numbers to Australia and North America and the in the harness game, haven't we, Cam? So it's it's um yeah, it's pretty eye watering some of those figures that they're going for. Can, can you just explain to us how you decide or who decides which lot is sold at Karaka or Christchurch? That's something I've always wondered with your standard bread sale. Uh, as far as it, what do you mean by that, Louis? Like, yeah, are, they, are the same horses offered at both sales, or do you just take? Uh, yeah, it's just purely done on the location of the vendors. It's, it's not a. It's not like the Farabergs book one book two. We just yeah. have our North Island vendors sell in Auckland, and then our Southern vendors sell here in, in uh, Christchurch. The, the difference probably between us and the Farabergs sales is that the bulk of our horses are in uh, probably Christchurch and South, um, with. You know, we get close to a hundred odd yearlings come out of South in each year, so um, that's that's where the, the the differentiation is just purely location. Yeah, okay. I've, I've always wondered about that. And does that do, do most buyers either travel or do they play in both sales? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Probably more so. We see probably more of the Southland trainers buy here in Christchurch, but like the big stables here in Christchurch, they travel to Auckland and vice versa. The big Auckland stables come to Christchurch, so. Uh, yeah, we move, you know, like the thoroughbred code, the horses move around just like the trainers do. They they are up and about and all over the place. So, yeah, the, the location of the sale actually really, at the end of the day, doesn't really come into it. I love putting you auctioneers and you sales types on the spot, Cam, because you always seem to perform with the uh, gavel in hand. Now, give us a lot number. Just, you take that wherever you want. Give us give us something that either has sold or hasn't sold yet, one that you've loved the whole way through, something that's going to go on to be a great racehorse or a pedigree we should keep an eye on. Give us a lot number to follow. 
Okay, I'll give you one yesterday because I reckon, you know, although Steve Davis was here selling with us yesterday, I tell you, I reckon I sold this out, out of the park here. Lot 295 <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> He'll love, love me saying that. Lot 295 we sold yesterday for 260000 It's a better's delight colt out of a sensational race from here in Flight for Glory. Uh, she won just about every Oaks in Australasia. Uh, and by word, it was an outstanding type, that horse. Outstanding. Wow, eh? <laughs> I wonder what the commission on that was, eh? You, did you did, did you and yeah. do you and um, old Steve have a little bit of a, a like a side hustle going on, or like a little side competition? Who can sell the best lot? Is that is that you? Oh, it's it's yeah, it's it's um it's subconsciously we're always at each other. Um, but like I think that makes a great theatre too that we both uh, sort of feed off each other's uh, excitement. We're both pretty excitable sort of people, so uh, <laughs> it's, um, yeah, works pretty good up there. Well, he, he's actually he's actually on the good oil this weekend, Cam. You're going to have to get involved. We're going to have to get you on for a showing with Clado and the lads. So Steve's on this weekend, so we're clipping that audio. That's actually leading the show. Um, so don't worry. He'll, he'll find out about it. Thanks so much for your chat, uh, your time this morning, mate. It's great to see that the uh, the standard bread sales are going well, just like the thoroughbreds. And New Zealand Bloodstock, as I say, it's always important to remember it's the premier standard bread auction house as well as the thoroughbred. NZB.co.nz. We'll catch up again soon, mate. Yes, Cap. All the best, boys. There you go. Cam Bray. Good, good type. He's part, I'm pretty sure he's on the board or the governance of the Mocha Carrara uh, pacing circuit out there, trotting club out there. Your way is he. He's a good man. And um, Have you ever been in ownership of any harness horses? Because I know that some of the Crusaders <laughs> lads get into it, don't they? Um, I, I, I did get gifted uh, uh, 5% shares when there was a horse called Izzy Dag. There was a harness race a, a couple of years ago. It actually won a couple in New Zealand, then it got sold to Australia. I think it runs around in Australia. It was actually not bad. That was Mark Jones' uh, trained horse, and he gave me uh, uh, some shares because it was named Dizzy Dig. I think it broke down, sore knees after a while. Um, yeah. Oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> Had to get a little – I hope it didn't fall off a motorbike. That would be quite uh, impressive as well. Probably it's, got a sore foot and two screws in it. And... <laughs> seven minutes away from 7 o'clock. We've got a couple of texts here on Super Rugby. We'll get to those after this. What rules would you like changed? Double eight, double three. Is he going to get through those messages just after this? SENZ. Bears and Z for breakfast.